Hello and welcome to Inside Your County Government, a podcast that brings you an inside look at the people and the events in and around county government that shape our Charles County. I'm your host, Brent Huber. This is the first of several episodes where we're going inside our housing program, the Department of Community Services, to learn about the program, the Housing Voucher Choice Lottery, and how the department works with other agencies to assist the community. All right, welcome. Joining me right now is Jeremy Dalton-Hahn. Did I get that right? You did. He is the Housing Program Supervisor with the Charles County Housing Authority, which is in our Department of Community Services. Jeremy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's just start with a brief description uh, of what you do and what the Housing Authority does for Charles County. Well, like you said, I'm the Housing Program Supervisor, and essentially what I do is run the day-to-day operations of the Housing Choice Voucher Program. Okay. So exactly what does that mean? I mean, when we talk about the Housing Choice Voucher Program, what exactly are we talking about? The Housing Choice Voucher Program is a federally funded program through HUD, uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, to provide housing subsidies and and housing assistance payments to low-income families and individuals. So... Why was, why was this program kind of put in place? It's an alternative program to typical project-based subsidized housing. The difference is the voucher program allows families to choose the location, the size, and the style of the home to best fit their family needs, as opposed to project-based housing, which would provide them with a standard apartment or whatever's in that development. So they kind of they kind of get a choice of where they can where they can live, right? Is is that the 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 core of it? Yeah, the, correct. That's why it's the choice voucher program, and that choice would include other states and other counties. It's uh, transferable all over the United mm-hmm. States. And so the way this works on the outside, and, and we'll probably get into this a little bit more in a later podcast, but um, there are places around the county that kind of recognize this voucher, correct? Yeah, again, those would be the project-based places as opposed to our participants could be in any neighborhood in any section of the county. So this year, though, there was there was some things that were a little bit different about the housing choice. You, can, you, can you talk about that and what was yeah. different? Yeah, so in 2012, we had to close our waiting list. We had thousands and thousands of pending applications and a very, very long wait time. So the decision made was made to close the waiting list. Um, and so for the last eight years, residents of Charles County were unable to apply for the voucher program. However, uh, we finally made our way through all those applications. And in late June of this year, we were able to open up a new list, which was done 100% online. Uh, and it was a lottery-based list, which both are firsts uh, for Charles County. So why was the why was the lottery chosen? There's several benefits to a lottery. Uh, the most notable one is there's not a rush to be first in line uh, in mm-hmm. typical application processes. So no matter if you're the first one to apply or the last one to apply, your chances remain equal. This new lottery system allows us to to do it every couple of years because you know new people become disabled and new people become elderly and and so that's a nice thing. But it's, it closed. We had it open at the end of June through the 4th. It closed after the 4th of July. And then, you know, it won't reopen again until we're done with these 300 applications, which could easily take us two years. Do you hope to get all 300 housing? 
oh, well, that's our hope, but that's not a reality. There are people who apply that then won't need it when the time comes. There are people who apply that won't be eligible. And then there's some people who will be eligible and approved and then won't locate a unit for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. So there's a lot of reasons why some of those 300 won't get on the program. Uh, We were also able to, via the lottery, establish preferences for vulnerable populations, which are elderly, disabled, and veteran. Uh, Via those preferences, we're able to increase the access to the program for those families. It's more equitable across the board for everybody. Everybody gets an equal opportunity to receive a voucher. So you open it up to a lottery, but there's some there's some pretty historical significance to that within Charles County. Is that right? So we closed it in 2012, as we discussed, because of the long wait list. But prior to that, it had never been closed. Uh, so for decades, it was open to application constantly. This is the first time we've ever reopened the list. We're using all new formats, all new data, and it's really an exciting thing. So what does it mean? I mean, you know, prior to 2012 and you had this list, people would just apply and it was kind of like uh, first come, first serve. Is that how it worked? Yeah, it was based on the date and time of the application. And Mm -hmm. it took us so long to get to those applications that by the time we did, some people wouldn't even need it anymore or their contact information had changed so many times we couldn't even reach them. So that's the problem with old data. And that's the benefit and the exciting part about having new data to work with. Right, because, I mean, just with a lottery, you everybody applies that's, that needs to apply, and then you just start randomly selecting, correct? Right, and being online, they can update their information very easily, no matter where they are, day or night. They can update their address, their phone number, their email, whatever they need to update. Yeah, because I imagine, you know, prior to 2012 or, or even further back, you know, before the, before the Internet and, and the way we communicate, I would imagine – my gosh, there's probably a lot of applications that just got lost because nobody knew how to get hold of anybody. Yeah, the paper applications, I mean, you're subject to over years, ink fades. You you may or may not remember in 2003, our building had a fire, a total loss. And our, uh, yeah, our waiting list was on paper wow. and it was gone. So we were able to rebuild it with the help of the clients. People brought in their letters and things mm-hmm. like that. We were able to rebuild it. But this is different. Being online is much more secure, much safer, uh, and, and, and and definitely more efficient. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. There are some things that are misunderstood about the housing program and perhaps even the lottery. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the, the more common misconceptions about the program are that it's only for single mothers, which is mm-hmm. totally not true. We have every combination of family that you can come up with. We have married husbands and wives. We have single mothers, single fathers. We even have brothers and sisters who live together. So um, any combination would work. The other more common misconception is that voucher participants don't maintain their units as well as normal renters. Uh, I can tell you in my almost 20 years of experience working with multiple property management companies and tons of, of private landlords also having worked for one myself, that's just not the case. In fact, voucher participants Uh, are subject to annual inspections by the housing authority, as well as the program regulations require them to maintain the unit or they could lose their entire participation on the program. So, in fact, voucher participants often are excellent housekeepers. Now, you mentioned a couple combinations of of people that the program helps. But 
is this program is it is it designed to to help people indefinitely is there a limit to to how much it can help is it designed to kind of move people into a more a permanent kind of first time home buyers program yeah the the program is essentially a permanent program in that there's no expiration there's no time limit so uh, it targets individuals and families who qualify as low income, which is determined by HUD in the market area. And we fall in the DC market area. So the the limits here are higher than in most other places around the country, but there's no time limit. So in essence, as long as somebody qualifies year in and year out, they can remain on this program for the rest of their lives, uh, which is especially important for individuals and families who, for various reasons, perhaps disability or something like that, which would prevent them from attaining self-sufficiency. Now, once they're in the program, they're, they're in the program, They you don't have to go back through the lottery each year, correct? No, uh-uh. no. no it's a, once you're in, as long as you remain eligible, you're in. We do annual recertifications to make sure they're eligible every year, but they don't have to go through the lottery process again. So, Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the success stories that have come from the program. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's multiple different types of success stories with our program. Uh, some of the notable ones are we do have a home ownership option where we help transition people from renting into homeowning, and then they work their way off the program. We've had quite a few success stories of that, and those are always very exciting for us. We also have several uh, clients that would use this time to further their education and earn their degree and then earn more income on their job and no longer need the help of the program, which is always good to see. But there's, again, being a permanent assistance program, it's also a success for us anytime we take someone who wasn't stably housed and now they are. That's the real function of the program. And anytime we can do that, we consider that a success story. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I mean, it's an absolutely extraordinary program. And it, it definitely has its place to, you know, to make sure that the that, that people are housed. I mean, that's, that's a big deal, especially, yeah, yeah, you know, especially in, you know, times like we have now where you're not sure what the economy is going to do from one day to the next. It's definitely. really good. Yeah. It's really good to have a, a program back there. That's, you know, that's standing behind people and really helping them. Let me ask you one more other question about, about this. How does the funding work? It's not entirely funded by the County, correct? No, no. In fact, it's, funded through a federal grant through HUD. And using that funding, we were able to house over 700 Charles County families every year uh, with the funding that we receive, which is a pretty significant number. Wow. 700. That's a, that's, I, I would not have thought it was that high. Yeah. it's And Charles County is relatively small as compared to Prince George's County to our north and, and certainly into the more of the metropolitan area of D.C., but yeah, seven hundred on Charles County is uh, is a big number for us. Yeah, and I mean that's 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 significant, and it's not just significant what the program's doing. I mean that's a significant dollar amount too that's that's being contributed and and given to the county to assist with that. Yeah, it's uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month, roughly. Give wow. Or take. Wow. Then what's that? Nine million dollars, something like that. 
And, and this is exactly why the census is really important, isn't it? Yes, very important. Yes. They, these numbers are all census-based. Yes, absolutely. So, Jeremy, this is an absolutely wonderful program that's offered. And there are just so many parts to this program. And in our upcoming episodes, where we're, we're going to talk with the housing program and the Department of Community Services. We're going to talk about some of those parts and some of the people and the organizations that actually assist people in housing here in Charles County. So, Jeremy, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find more great podcasts online at charlescountymd.gov slash podcast. Like this episode and head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We can be found under Charles County Government.